The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the weekend show of the Major Spoilers podcast, that thing that we do. On uh, the weekends. On the weekends. But somehow Doing we recorded earlier in the week. Doing that thing we do. Just random. Breaking odd. up because my signal's bad today now. Random random thoughts and topics, I think, this week. One question I had, maybe, Matthew, in, in Tuesday's show, you had made reference uh-huh. to where you thought this was Byrne's greatest work, uh, the Dark Phoenix Saga, in reference to people who hadn't listened to episode 181. Go back and listen to it, mm-hmm. now available on iTunes. Do you really think that this is Byrne's greatest work? How would you compare Byrne's work in the Dark Phoenix Saga to maybe Byrne's work in the reboot of Superman? Well, I don't believe I said his greatest work. I said this is Byrne at the peak of his abilities. Oh, okay. But even so, I feel like this holds up better than the Superman revamp because the Superman revamp is oh so very 80s. It was very trendy and very timely and very you know locked to a particular time frame to try and make Superman more contemporary. To say, here's Clark Kent, and he is this awesome swinging dude, and Lois Lane is this tough-as-nails, hard-boiled reporter, and she don't care because the ERA may not have passed, but she'll still punch you in the face. And that jacket is awesome. (laughs) I know, right? She's got shoulder pads for days. (laughs) But this book is more of, well, X-Men, the Dark Phoenix saga, is a little more timeless in that it doesn't, with, you know, the sole exception being the Disco Dazzler, the appearing disco soon from Electra Records. Disco, Disco Dazzler. I don't, I don't know anything about Disco, but I, I somehow like this. Yes. I'm Cyclops and I hate Disco, and she's pretty good. <laughs> her breasts are bigger than her head, Cyclops, but that's not the point. And that's why I like her music. If you Back look at burn. things that, yes, things that Byrne has done mm-hmm. that I have loved, mm-hmm. that I have gone, well, this was awesome. Burn on X Men, excellent. Burn on John Byrne's Next Men, excellent. Burn on Danger Unlimited from like '94, excellent. What burn was the, in uh, the DC universe? What was, maybe not so much. What was that other series that he did, Babe? You remember Babe? Babe. Did yeah, you Babe like came out at the height of the. Uh, the art was very pretty. I that's where I thought I started to see as as we talked about and and one of our listeners wrote in about last on on Tuesday show where he started to have everybody starting to look the same that burn style that we know today is I thought really prevalent in uh-huh. that in that series. I thought the art was as pretty great. Yeah. As a creator, John is one of those guys who, if, you, if you've ever had interactions with him on the interwebs or read interactions with him on the interwebs, he is a very driven and a very specific creator. He knows what he wants to oh, do. Oh, sure, yeah. He knows exactly what he's going to do. And I, I really believe that the distillation of his art style is a conscious choice. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I wouldn't necessarily second guess it. It may not be as palatable to my eye but i think he's he is intentionally you know evolving his style to something different and and changing his style to something that he really wants you know to to try and make a specific artistic statement so i i don't know if i like it enough i know he did a series for dc called lab rats a couple Mm -hmm. years ago Mm -hmm. and lab rats was a book that i kind of wanted to love a lot more than i did you know it, it 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 had all the earmarks of things that I should have liked, and it just it never gelled for me. So, I feel like the the Dark Phoenix era burn is really the point where burn was hitting on all cylinders. Even if he stork necked, or even if his arms were short and stubby, the overall effect was still 
positive, and the overall effect was still really pretty to look at. And his Jean Grey is to this day one of my comic book fantasy love idol women. His Jean Grey. Jean Grey as Jean Grey, or Jean Grey as Marvel Girl with the yellow pointy mask and the dress, or Jean Grey as Marvel or as uh, Phoenix, or Jean Grey as Dark Phoenix. Doesn't matter. The 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 Jean Grey face from these issue of X Men are, are, are literally one of the characters that I just kind of go. <sighs> there's her, and then there's Scarlet as drawn by Herb Trimpey, mm-hmm. and then there you know there are there are you know, various and sundry characters who just sort of show up and you're just like, <gasps> I love you, Phantom Girl. Not you know not specifically, <laughs> no, but you know. It, well, no. John Bur- John Byrne's Jean Grey face really captures to me that transition from girl next door to, you know, cosmic creature who's so far beyond you that she can eat the asparagus people and think that it's part of her, you know, her divine right, her noblesse oblige, if you will. Sure. So I like this burn art as probably as well as anything that he has done since. And that, you know, to some degree, I, I bet that galls him when people say that I bet that would, that would piss me off if I were a creator and somebody's like, well, you know, his old stuff is better. Cool. All right. Excellent. Rodrigo, any thoughts on Burns art style? Um, I like it. Okay. <laughs> there was something else that I was I was thinking about, and I just I wanted it to be more of the focus of of this uh, this issue. But that burn discussion at the end of last uh, episode had me had me thinking too. What I really want to know is we talked before about our early days and how we got into comics, and I think a lot of people really got something out of that story. Mm-hmm. What I want to know, and this should be kind of interesting too, is what were your favorite toys growing up as a kid? I'll talk about a couple of them. I have two, so maybe we can go around the room. Uh, My first one, of course, happened in about 1977, 78, Christmas time, where I dumped out my Christmas stocking, and there was Han Solo, there was Luke Skywalker, there was Princess. I mean, I mean all 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 the I mean all the main characters I had Mm -hmm. two stormtroopers, Darth Vader. I had a Tie Wing fighter and a Land Speeder. Never got any more. And 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 you got. Um, and you got the the action figures or or coupons the, that were then redeemable no, for the action. No, figures. the actual action action nice. figures. So that was kind of cool um, because you know I had been getting geared up on the movie. Never got the X wing fighter. Never got any of the other cool play sets. Rarely, I think I got a Lando Calrissian and a Yoda mm-hmm. uh, years later. But for a time, it was those action figures, and I love playing with those Star Wars action figures. There's something about them, even as bad as like my C three PO had had an arm that if you kind of Shook him in your hand. His arm would get, keep spinning around and around and around. Nice. And the uh, the chrome plating or the uh, the plastic chrome plating kept kept coming off of that figure. And the R two D two. We're not his, supposed to suck on the figures. His uh, his sticker around his waist had come off, so it was mm-hmm. like no you know no detail, but just a little R two D. I've still got him in in the nerd room of doom. Nice. I'm, one thing my mom saved were those Star Wars figures, and that was stuff that for you know a good I don't know six years or so. I was playing with a lot, and so I rank Star uh, Star Wars figures up there as some of the best cool childhood toys that I had. Mm-hmm. What about you, Matthew? There are give, a couple give, that stick out. Yeah, pick pick one, and then we'll go around and come back with, with others. I don't want to. I want to pick seven. Well, pick one right now, and then we'll come back around, and you can talk about another one. You are so pushy. Anyway, one of the earliest ones that I recall, I think, would have been either Christmas or birthday. Which are a week apart by, by the oh man, seventy six uh, or so. Mm-hmm. Um, this one's very timely, actually, in that I got a giant jumbo sized Shogun Warrior Guy King. Oh yeah, you remember these at all? They were yeah, yeah, big. Yeah. They were like two feet tall. I remember those. And Guy King is the the one with the demon face on his chest mm-hmm. and he fired little missiles out of the demon's eyes and, and his right fist would fly across the room. I remember the My fist. cousin Elwood got Godzilla. Ah, cool. And I don't I you know I yeah, he got Godzilla who fired the fist, but I you know I had this and this is one of the earliest toys that I remember, you know, looking back and thinking, man, I kind of wish I still had that now. Have did you only have the one figure i mean were there other were there other characters 
as part of that series yeah, or anything? Yeah, there were several others. That's the only one I ever got. Okay. All right. Is my signal going funny again? No, you're fine. Okay. Guy, the Guy King figure was the only one I ever got. I had, you know, cousins and friends who had other ones, and I tried to trade for a Raydeen and couldn't do it, and then I tried to steal it and got beat up. But, you know, these things happen. <laughs> okay. Rodrigo, what about you? You're a little different. You were born a little bit later, so some of the toys... That's right. Some of the toys are still there. I mean, uh, mm-hmm. Star Wars figures are still, I mean, popular today. They're huge today. Sure. Uh, what were and uh, probably Shogun Shogun Guy again Guy Jin you didn't have no I didn't um, what I did have and what I loved were Masters of the Universe oh uh, yeah figures. I remember those He-Man. yeah um, and, and of course I never actually wanted like He Man and Man at Arms you wanted Shira and. Hang on, there is there is there is a a, a kind of weird and incriminating uh, twist to the story. I always wanted the weird ones. I always wanted like Merman yeah, yeah, and yeah. that weird bee guy yeah. and the guy with the extendo Mothman. neck. Yeah, yeah. I, I wanted all the Mechanic. bad guys. Yeah, all the bad guys and all the weird good guys. And of course, you know, it was hard for me not to end up with a He-Man action figure. But that's not oh, really of course. the one I wanted. Yeah. Um, and then what I would do is I would take my he-man guys and like sneak them into uh the, the living room oh. like early in the morning then i would sneak into my sister's room and grab her my little ponies and i would put them <laughs> on top of the my little ponies i'd be like ah die merman right. yeah my pink horse of doom will destroy <laughs> you i get you he-man <laughs> um so that was that was the very 80s uh oh, yeah, and of I course my those. sister would get upset and and it's funny because she got upset about me uh, stealing her My Little Ponies, so she grabbed my Tila action figure right, right. and just popped off her head. Oh, no. That's um, horrible. Yeah, and, and I, I'm pretty sure that because it was a girl action figure and because the model was different as opposed to all the other guys, yeah. there was no real way to get that head back on. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and she actually like managed to break it. So, you know, it was it was kind of I was kind of distraught about her destroying the only like Actually, female action figure. The only I had. action figure that had boobies. Yeah, at that point, I didn't care. I cared more about monsters. I really got a kick out of the He-Man and the Skeletor sword. You know, because He-Man yeah. had the orange sword and Skeletor had the the blue purplish sword, mm-hmm. and then you could combine them together into you know one sword. Nice. I, at least the one that I that I had had a little slit on the swords where you could join them together oh, nice. and make one mighty sword. You know what I had? Um, my dad got for me these big inflatable He-Man sword and shield. Oh yeah. So we would, I, I kind of like you and your son play with lightsabers. My dad and I would uh, play with a uh, He-Man sword yeah, and shield. Then, I, I would rather play with the inflatable uh, yeah, lightsabers they, they, because they probably, this boy. See, they you'd think they hurt a lot less, but this was this was old school oh, yeah, design. Yeah, so yeah. there was that that uh, <laughs> ridge, line of ridge of ridge of <laughs> solid sharp, sharp. plastic. <laughs> So it's like, as long as you hit people with the flat of it, it yeah, was yeah. okay. But of course, it's a freaking sword. You're going to use it like a sword. And, you know, yeah, it yeah. ended up, I ended up getting a little bit of burn off of it. My dad, I probably got cut a couple times. And I'm sure my dog wasn't too happy about it either. I'm, I'm curious. Matthew, did you ever play with He-Man figures? Uh, I didn't. My cousin had a few of them. Okay. I was never really a He-Man kind of guy. I had a problem with the fuzzy pants. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He Man, all all of the He Man characters, their basic thing was uh, like a fuzzy tidy whiteies. Yeah, yeah. And I was just kind of like, I like <laughs> cops, which came out roughly the same time. Central organization of yep. police specialists. Yep. Did that you kind of fun? Did you get hooked on the He Man action figures, Rodrigo, because of the cartoon series, or did you just see them at the store one day and go, "Me want"? No, I think the the cartoon definitely had something to do with it. Um but again, I've always I've always been into monsters and 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 weird uh, kind of critters. So it was really that the appeal that a lot of like I wasn't into GI Joes mm-hmm. because all GI Joes are guys, or right. girls, but, right? You know, it's not that impressive yeah. to me. Um, but the the He Man guys were like people, mm-hmm. but then like their heads and their arms would be weird things, and, right? And right. that that I was into. Okay. And I actually uh, from now, I think my uh, grandpa got a, a Castle Grayskull playset, oh, cool. which actually 
had about a 30% chance of actually housing He-Man action figures because I would just throw whatever I had in there. Mm -hmm. And, you know, like I had, I remember like I had a really like kind of weird ragtag assortment of action figures. Like I had that uh, Lando Calrissian's co-pilot. Yeah, yeah. Like that guy. And like a random like plastic goat and those two guys were friends and they had adventures. That's funny. Uh, so were your illusions about He Man Dash when that movie came out? Um, or did you see that original He Man? I, re- I remember movie? being confused by it and being like, "Okay, like, I, it, it's weird." I, I think I've always been kind of receptive to the idea of like multiple universe creative property type things. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know if that was the very first one I encountered, but I was like, "Well, that looks like a good take on He Man." Like, even oh, yeah, as a yeah. kid, I was like, "Okay." If if you had the option of going and buying the He Man figures, or do you still have your figures today, or not? No, no. It's it, the 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 story of my my childhood toys is kind of a sad one because when we moved to the United States, like we didn't bring anything. Yeah, we, we just brought whatever you had. What? It, no, we sold everything I mean, we had. You, we just yeah, yeah. brought like clothes. clothes. Yeah. Um. So we sold all of my toys. Oh, that sucks. Uh, would if you could buy them today, would you or not? No. Okay. I'm just curious because you know Mattel has been reissuing uh, the figures, the Masters of the Universe figures, including all the old crazy, not Man of War, but you know Man at Arms, Man Man at Arms, and Beast Man, and the Bug Guy, and all that stuff. Head Guy, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, The one that had his was it his head that spun around or his chest that spun around? His his, had a thing on his head and it spun around and he had different faces. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I wouldn't many faces. Yeah, yeah. I, I wouldn't go out and buy his, his them real now. name is Manuel Faces. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wouldn't go out and buy them now, um, because first off, they're probably more expensive than yeah. they necessarily originally were. Um, I don't. I I have a little bit of nostalgia for them, but I like them for what they were at the time. Right. Right. You know, right now, I'm interested in different looking. Monster guys, which is why I have all of those like little Ben Ten. Oh yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Figures from the figures for that that we use for Critical Hit. You know, yeah. it's just you know, my my tastes have fly. changed. Yeah, my tastes have changed. Um, I have a little bit of nostalgia for it, but I, I I honestly wouldn't go out and try to reconstitute my childhood out of out of this stuff because really, I was the kind of kid who would get his action figures and pretty soon lose the equipment and the weapons and not really play with them mm-hmm. in you know the He-Man universe as, right, as right. evidenced by the My Little Pony uh, <laughs> crossovers. <laughs> okay. So my other toy that I loved growing up as a child was were the Lego. Mm. Oh my gosh. I got Lego when I was probably 5 and I and I played Lego and still today buy Lego. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Lego when they had the original figures, and as and I, I was talking a couple of weeks ago in one of the shows about the um, the minifigure book, history of the minifig, and I remember every single one of the incarnations of the minifig up to the modern day minifig, and I just love the Legos. And my parents usually bought me a one Lego set every year for Christmas, and and that would be a large set like the police set, or there was the space cruiser set that came out in the early 80s or the moon base. Mm-hmm. And so that would be like the one big Christmas item that I would get each year. Because, man, those things are, were expensive then and they're still expensive today. Oh, yeah. Lego just sent me an email about this new exclusive uh, town system. It's like a, a shopping mall kind of thing. Uh, 150 bucks for this thing. Wow. It's expensive. But it looks really cool. Let me ask you something. Can you still get just like... Buckets, yes. Of Lego. In fact, they yeah, yeah. That's one of the things that my parents would normally buy, though. For mm-hmm. other times, is here's a big 500 piece Lego. Mm-hmm. Knock yourself out. And I love those more than even the sets right. because that'll let you use your imagination and really build things and do things with it. And so I've been uh, probably about the time I started high school, I didn't really do the Lego much anymore until I moved to Atlanta, and that's when Lego came out with their adventure series. That was kind of a uh, uh, 1920s version of Indiana Jones. Nice. Uh, he was an Australian, not an American adventurer. And so I started getting it then, and then the Star Wars Legos came out. I got a bunch of those, including the Millennium Falcon Lego set. And then more recently, I've gotten into the town system sets. Mm-hmm. And so I buy those, and, and I don't even build them real anymore. The Batman stuff really got me back into the modern era of Lego. Mm-hmm. But what I do is I've, I've got four or five 20-gallon buckets 
what was that 20 gallon that size something like I think that so those big ones that you can get at Walmart 20 gallon buckets filled with Lego and the idea and the hope is that eventually the boy is going to want to play with Lego mm-hmm. and I can just say behold the Lego collection ah. he he likes Lego now we've been buying him the the Duplo system mm-hmm. stuff and he loves playing with those he, we got him a train set and he builds that stuff and we got him all the 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 Hydrox of building blocks <laughs> yes exactly we've got him the like a bunch of the car sets that he likes he likes buses so we found one that's a bus he likes fire stations we got him a fire station one so he enjoys that and so I hope that we can continue. You sure, he doesn't Lego just like fire. Well, that's a whole different story for another time. Yay! <laughs> so that's that's one of my favorite toys that I still today uh, collect and buy. What about you, Matthew? What's another one on your list? This one actually it, it holds a special place in my heart for three reasons. Okay. First, it was one of the first toys that I ever stole from my big sister. Uh oh. I don't I don't talk about my youth and there's a reason why I don't talk about my youth. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> one year my sister and I know it was my sister Tammy because there was a big deal about it got a particular toy. And 5 10 15 years later we've all moved out and gone to school. My grandmother whom we grew up with her roof collapsed. She had uh, an issue and the house was flooded and we came in and we helped her clean up the house and get out as much as we could and one of the things that I managed to salvage was this toy. And about maybe two or three months ago, I actually busted it out because I've been actually un- unpacking my nerd room. Mm-hmm. I've only moved into this house two years ago, so it's about time I unpack my comic yeah. <laughs> My room is a mess right and now. And my, so. my daughter Molly and I actually busted this out and we're playing with it. And this was a copy of Simon, the nice. electronic uh, button music game. Simon is a computer. Simon has a brain. You do what Simon says oh, or yeah, you go yeah. down the drain. Yeah. You remember this? I remember. Red, green, do, do, blue, do, and yellow do, buttons. Do, 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 input, do, input. Do, do, do. Oh, that's a yeah. different guy. Input. No, we no, need, the... need no disassemble. I, I did like Simon. Molly and I have been playing the original Simon game that my sister got years and years ago in like 1979 maybe. I want to say. That's it, probably it, it about was right. a long and, you know, the one that I have actually runs on, stay with me here, 9-volt batteries. Do you know what a 9-volt battery costs in today's society? Like two ninety five or something like that. Man. Like four freaking dollars. I had to buy them in pairs because they don't sell them individually, and they apparently only sell them at places that sell smoke detectors in Topeka. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because that's yeah. the only thing that uses them anymore. So I had to buy two 9-volt batteries for 10 bucks. Yeah. So that Molly and I could play. And then I found out that the 9-volt battery connector was broken. Oh. So I had to actually solder the raw wires to the battery. Oh, <laughs> nice. So Molly and, I, Molly and I could play Simon, and we played Simon, and it's just like, it's almost as fun as when I was eight. <laughs> but yeah, I, I remember back to a time when, when I, I actually got along with my sister briefly. I would have been about the time that she had chicken pox and they were trying to give them to me. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, but it's one of the treasure it's one of the treasured toys of my youth when my sister and I were actually forced to hang out. And you know, we we kind of almost got along and I remember us playing Simon and playing other, you know, stupid games while she was trying to infect me with the plague. <laughs> so, you know, you got that going for you, which is nice. Well, that's good that you're still playing it today. Rodrigo, what about yeah. another what about another toy from your stash? Um I was actually amazed to find out very recently um, this past holiday season. Um, we had a big potluck at work. Mm-hmm. And people were going around and saying what their favorite toy that they got one Christmas was. Mm-hmm. And this guy, one of our producers, he's probably in his late 40s, early 50s. Michael? Um, Michael? No. Less? <laughs> Michael's not even 30. What? No way. <laughs> less? Man. Less oh, than? That's rough. Yes, less. Okay. All right. Um... He, yes, he's got a Band-Aid on his forehead this week. Um, he When it got to his turn, he said, oh, the one thing I remember getting that I was really excited about was my Creepy Crawlers set. Is that the one where you threw it on the wall and it no, that, crawled No, this down? is the one where you like have a mold and put some goop in it and yeah. then you bake it and you oh, get like yeah, a plastic yeah, yeah, yeah. spider out of it. I remember it. that. Yeah, I yeah. was amazed to find out that it was old enough for that to happen, because I had one and I loved it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's been around forever. Now they do it with uh, like make your own candy. You know, you uh, 
make the no, the... no, Stephen, that's a that's an easy bake oven. <laughs> no, 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 they have the things. It's kind of the same thing where it's got uh-huh. the the creepy crawly mold, uh-huh. but you mix in all the solution like a uh, gummy yeah, solution, yeah. and you inject it into the mold, and you wait, you pull it out, and you can play with it, and then you can also eat it. Mm, okay. Now the one I had was non edible, yeah, and, yeah. and my parents made a big deal. <laughs> um, <laughs> Don't eat these. It, it was terrible. Like it was an actual freaking oven that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That actually cooked this horrible smelling plastic <laughs> um that i'm sure was all kind of toxic <laughs> sure was. um and that's why i turned out the way i was and that's why <laughs> later on i was playing with my little pony still knocked up on the fumes um says we must destroy the infidels and i was uh so first I got like the bug set and that was cool. And then I got like this stuff that you could like build monsters out of it. Like uh-huh. it was like different parts and they would yeah, like yeah. connect and that was kind of cool. And like I remember like getting really into gargoyles mm-hmm. and getting the gargoyle set and like making them and then being like, this doesn't make any sense because they're not like little bugs that make sense when you flatten them. They're like little weird statuettes. Right. So then at that point I got into like trying to like put the goop in such a way that I could make them have weird colors. Oh yeah. Like yeah. I would totally make the red gargoyle green. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I got like glow in the dark stuff and then I got like speckle stuff and yeah, I was just eventually I was like, yeah, my head hurts. <laughs> and and I put the creepy crawlers oven away, but um that that I was actually really into for a long time for a surprisingly long amount of time considering my attention span as yeah. far as uh Toys that actually require work. Go. Right, right, right. There was a time for me, I, growing up, it was it was Lego or the Star Wars action figures, and that was it, really, for the toys that I had. Some electronic games, like the electronic football and the electronic Space Invaders kind of stuff. Not a lot of toys in the house. Um, but when I got into college, the Batman animated series came out, and they started coming out with action <laughs> figures based on the Batman animated series. And I had to have every single one of those. And that, of course, Yeah, you're not in, kidding either. No, I got every... I mean, I made a trek to the local store every Tuesday when I knew the new shipments were coming in because I was looking for new figures that were coming out. There was a time when Stephen's apartment furniture consisted of a chair, a stove, and the shelves that held his Batman toys. Oh, man, it was pretty awesome. It's good that he had his priorities. You had that crappy place on 4th Street. I remember all your figures lined up. Yeah, man, because they look cool. And, of course, that spawned... Batman animated series spawned the Superman animated series and then the Justice League, and I'm still buying those action figures today. It's that OCD compulsion that I have, the completism. But, you know, even today, Actually, the stuff that they're CDO putting out... Actually, it's because that puts them in the correct order. Yes. Uh, but I still <laughs> collect those today, and, you know, they're just sitting, they're sitting around waiting for a moment like what happened a couple of years ago when uh, Matthew wrote up some nice phraseology for Darkseid, and I just pulled out the action figures and took pictures of them, and... Made a little funny funny out of it. So mm-hmm. I'm hoping someday we can do that again. But I just got this, wow, this figure looks really cool. And this figure looks really cool. And, oh, this figure looks really cool. And I'll buy mostly the DC stuff. But I find a lot of the uh, the Marvel stuff looks really cool. And yeah, so I'll buy those. Super highly posable Yeah, stuff. they are. Yeah, so I'll get those as well. So I've got a couple of Wolverines and a Captain America. and Iron Fist. Iron Fist, yes. Yo. Yes. Nobody Yo. got my joke about it. I will uh, ruin this world with an Iron Fist. I got and it. Iron Fist. Yo. What's up? What's up? Yo. Not you, Iron Fist. <laughs> and nobody ever got the, uh, the uh, oh, I don't know. I, I thought it was funny, this panel that I pulled from Archie Comics where they're at the mall and there's the Washington Monument yes, sticking out. Yes, no, I got that. And she's like, it's so wonderful. You can tell that Archie's <laughs> not packing much when Veronica is uh, loving the phallic symbol of the Washington Monument that much. Um, wow. So those are those are some toys that I play with today or at least collect today. I don't really sit there and go pew, 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 pew. Although, you know, last week, what was it? Was it last week, Matthew, when I had the... Um, Justice Guild here, and my son came in, and he was yes. like, he was like, who's that daddy? Who's that daddy? Who's that daddy? And I was telling him, he's like, oh, the shield. Okay. And then he gets real quiet and goes, can I play with those? <laughs> and usually I'll say, yes, go ahead and, you know, take them and play them. And, you know, he loves those, you know, these uh, Dungeons and Dragons min- miniatures mm-hmm. that I buy. He wants to play with those all the time. And like the bear or whatever it is, the spiky bear. bear. Yeah, yeah. He'll come oh, up to the me. dire bear. Yeah, yeah. 
He'll just come out of nowhere and just go, <laughs> and shove it at your face and make the noise and expect you to, to jump back. So those are, I mean, he enjoys that. So, you know, part yeah. of this is I want to get cool things for when he gets older and wants to play with cool things. So Yeah, that's your excuse. I know it is, and it's a really good excuse because I got a kid now. Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> the previous excuse well, would be someday when I have a kid, I want him to be able to play with these things. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm sitting there going pew, 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 pew. Matthew, what about a yeah. modern toy that you collect or buy or play or whatever? I, it, for with me, personally. toys are more of kind of an afterthought. This last week, I went to the store for peanut butter Yeah, and came out with a DC Legends Flash. Oh, yeah, yeah. Which is a, a good-looking figure. Right now, it's sitting on my desk next to Howard the Duck because I think that that really juxtaposes the Marvel and DC universe for me. <laughs> One that I wish I could get back into, but I can't. Ju- I just can't bring myself. Is Rodrigo name-checked it? I have a huge collection of vintage GI Joe. And by vintage, yeah. I mean yeah, I broke the original. Them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've got them. I've got GI Joes that date back to the point before they had swivel arms. I've got G.I. Joe's. If you had the G.I. Joe, the three and three quarter inch figures. Yeah. The thumbs break off. Oh, yeah, yeah. I remember that. Put the gun, you put the gun in their hand and their yeah, thumb yeah. eventually breaks off. Right. Uh, behind me, and I want to unpack it, I still have, and this is kind of a sad story, actually. Um, my grandfather passed away on Christmas no, many, many years ago. Yeah. And my grandmother, of course, understandably, not so much happy with the Christmas for a while, and one of the one of the memories of my childhood is a year or two after my grandfather passed away, my grandmother got through Christmas without basically a depressive episode because her husband was gone, and she bought me that year the G.I. Joe Sky Striker, which is basically a big F-14 airplane. It's like two feet long. Oh, yeah. And it, it's scaled to the G.I. Joe figures. And aside from being a cool ass airplane and being, you know, a, a toy that I've, I've had all my life, to me, that's one that I look back and I think, you know, that that's something that my grandmother got me. But then I go to the store and they have these new G.I. Joe toys mm-hmm. and they're like over articulated. And I'm kind of like, I'd like to buy them, but I don't think they'll fit in with my old G.I. Joes. You know, I don't know that they'll get along with their hip hop lingo and their pants <laughs> around their ankles. <laughs> Yeah. Hells, Hells yeah, to bro. the no! Yeah. Shall we go after Cobra? You know, nah, dog. Shows are gonna be like, <laughs> nah, dog. Let's just get nice. No. Chill it's, out, um, Lady J. <laughs> just chillax, man. <laughs> but, chillax. You know, I, I, I occasionally have the urge to go and you know, buy new G.I. Joe toys. So I'll get to the Walmart and I'll be like, no. And then I'll get the urge to go and buy eBay G.I. Joe toys. And holy Jesus, I, I I bought cars that don't cost as much as some of these. I saw a oh, mint yeah. in box. Yeah. The the first big G.I. Joe toy was the battle tank. The, right, right. With the batteries. I still yeah. have mine. It's in the garage. Wow, really? I saw one mint in box the other day. Now, let me put this to you. Steven, you remember my big white car that I had in college? Oh, yeah. Don't you still drive it today? Do you remember that? No. Or, I, or are I you on version five of that one? Okay. Version fun. I have a decent car now. <laughs> My wife makes good money, um, but I <laughs> I drove that car for nine years. It cost fifty dollars less than the mint in box mobile wow. that I found on the eBay. Wow! And this was not like running up. This was the buy it now price seven hundred and fifty dollars. Wow! For a mint in box nineteen eighty two GI Joe battle tank. I can't believe you paid seven hundred like, dollars for a car. <laughs> <laughs> I paid cash. I'm like, How, what if, do you take ching cash? And he's like, yeah. Oh, Drove that thing for nine years, Steve. You mocked it. It outlasted your little celebrity. It outlasted yeah. your little Toyota. Come on. Yeah, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. You had like I three remember, cars in college. No, I had one car in college. I had the uh, brown Hyundai, the Hyundai hatchback. Oh, was back it a Hyundai? Was, back when actually, what was it, South Korea was actually making the car and it wasn't being made in the U.S., and I didn't have that until my junior year in college. And I had that. I do for, remember you having to bum a lot of rides. I did. I the, the first truck. two years, the first two years, my mom was like, oh, you can just use public transportation or you can get rides from friends. And then it was like, my mom didn't realize. Mom, they don't Hayes, have buses yeah, in Hayes and I don't have any friends. I don't have any friends. <laughs> I mean, literally, there was no one that I knew at college mm-hmm. when I went there. 
until I was yeah. in the first day of class. So it was like, uh, your problem was you were right from you. Yeah, and that was the other come problem. Come over to Agnew with the cool kids. Like. Yeah, with all the sandwich eating head trippers. <laughs> hey, man, <they> were <laughs> good sandwiches. That's all I'm saying. I remember in middle school. I remember in middle school that um, one of my friends had every GI Joe figure. I mean everything. Every he would bring. I mean Sarge. What's his name? The guy that was the wrestler guy that they Sergeant made. Sergeant Slaughter. Sergeant yeah. Slaughter. He had him. He had Snake Eyes. He had the huge. Battleship, you know, that four foot long battleship or whatever it was. If he had the battleship, he was not only rich, but spoiled and he needed to be punched in the face. Well, and that's the odd thing about him is that um, I think they had they had some money because the dad was helping to build the nuclear power plant at the time. So I think there was a lot of construction money coming in, but they didn't live, you know, in a fancy house or anything like that. So and then they eventually moved. Yeah. I think they moved to go. They followed the nuclear power plant uh, building trade, and so when the first one was when that one was done, they moved on to build another oh. nuclear power plant <laughs> I, in another town. I thought I yeah. thought maybe it was That'd an be... awesome nuclear power plant that was like. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that! Look at that right there. This is for Pete. You cannot see this, but I am showing Stephen <laughs> yeah, and Rodrigo. Cool. This is on my desk. That is a GI Joe Silver Mirage motorcycle missing. A now tire. it's broken, and I've been yeah. trying to fix it. But yeah, this is, and again, it's a podcast and you can only hear us. You can't see the awesome that is my motorcycle. You wish that you could, but (laughs) you know, when you, when you, when you go back and you think about, you know, the, just the sheer amount of stuff that that line put out, they went from 82 to like 1997 without a break. They outlasted the cartoon and the comic. And then Mm -hmm. the break was only like two years. Mm -hmm. Because there were there were figures up to like ninety seven, and then they broke, and then in two thousand they started making them again. I mean, it's a huge. To this day, I can tell you the names of the original nine figures. If you'd like me to, no, nah, that's okay. <laughs> no, you should. Good ask. Uh, in, in joining Good order ask. and home planet, no less. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Somewhere I still have the file cards from my GI Joes. Oh, really? Because on the back of each yeah, one, they yeah, had, had the little one. thing. Yeah. Destro. Stalker's real name is Lonzo R. Wilkinson. Didn't each one come with dog tags? Didn't they come with dog tags? No. No, the uh, the dog tags were a later thing. I I think they only went for one line. But each one had their little military, it was just a little military file card and you could go through and it had their their branch and their, their special services thing. And what was really fun was they were written by Larry Hama. And Hama had fun with it. One guy, Cutter, who piloted the big G.I. Joe hovercraft. He just had these was... scratches on his arms. <laughs> he was very sad no, and depressed he, all the he, time. He was the Coast Guard guy. He was Cutter. His real name is Skip A. Stone. Ah, waka nice. waka. Yeah, and, and, and Hama always, uh, literally had fun. At one point, one of the guys was like, his greatest skill is wrapping his lips around the bottom of a two-liter Coke bottle. And I'm like, what? <laughs> Good Lord. <laughs> but yeah. And Hama is just like, you know, writing this stuff up and talking about these weird guys. And uh, one of them was like a, a big fan of comic books. And I'm like, well, that's kind of cool. And then he turned out to be like the nerdiest Joe that no one ever saw. Grand Slam was his name. Oh, boy. Anybody ever heard of Grand Slam? That's at breakfast at Denny's. I didn't think so. Not everything is related to greasy eggs, Stephen. <laughs> why is every? Why does your your perspective you on the world always more, have sausage on the side? You need to eat more greasy eggs, Rodrigo. What about you? Are you doing any toys, anything now that you collect or or pick up besides the Ben Ten stuff? Nowadays, I will pick up a toy that I think looks cool, regardless of what it's attached to or anything like that. Yeah. Um, I played Pokemon for a while. I like the the mm-hmm. the, the original game? game. No, the Game Boy. Oh, Game Boy. Um, okay, game. And then stopped keeping track of it because more kept coming out, and each one introduced ten thousand new Pokemon. Right. Um, but uh, recently I saw like this two pack of Pokemon. And I was like, oh, those guys look cool, so I just bought them. Um, and and it's the same thing. I kind of got into this like. Todd McFarlane action figure thing for a while. Yeah. We're like, I had no idea who any of these guys are, but that right there is a rhino wearing armor, and that yeah. is awesome. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I just picked it up. Oh, that's and, cool. And 
it, it was good too because for Christmas for a while my parents were like, "Oh God, we know something that he actually likes." <laughs> so they started getting me all these like Todd McFarlane action figures. So I have like the Frankenstein, yeah, yeah. and I have No Body, yeah. which is like a robot that has a head in his chest. Oh, that's cool. Um, Did you get the Alice in Wonderland? The Dark Alice in Wonderland creepy series? Oh, those were so creepy. Yeah, no, I didn't. I didn't get those. Um, Did you get the Miracle Man? Um, maybe I got some. They called from... him Man of Miracles, but when when Todd thought they had the rights or were going to get the rights, they put out a Miracle Man action figure. Mm. Uh, I have one if you'd like to purchase it. No, I at a hefty so. discount. Schmuck. <laughs> You sure you don't want to buy it? Because I can sell you one. No. Right now, my uh, my budget is strictly controlled. I only buy magic cards. <laughs> hey, speaking of, last I think was it last week's show or something? I had mentioned that I was getting rid of all my magic cards tonight. Rodrigo will be taking home my I don't know how many how much money I spent on these things. Hundred bucks, maybe forty three dollars and fifty seven of magic cards that Rodrigo will take home and oh, then sell on eBay for five thousand dollars. And he no, said there are a but, couple of them in there that are really worth. But some money. actually, today I went down and bought three booster packs, and one of those booster packs was another copy of that card that I was oh, talking yeah, yeah. about yeah. that paid my way. So I'm thinking, hmm, you know, I don't like that card that much. Maybe I can get thirty more bucks out of it and buy, you know, have like six more booster packs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's cool. That's what you should do. Yeah, that's also telling you you should probably go play the lottery if you got lucky twice. I guess so. You know, the rares Mm. are not always as rare as they say they are. That's what they say, yeah, to jack up the price. Were there ever, just real quickly go around, were there anything that you ever wanted as a child that you never got that you were like, oh, man, I really want this so bad? For me, it goes back to Lego. There was this giant galaxy cruiser Lego ship. I mean, it was twice as big as as the space shuttle type ship. And it was awesome beyond awesome. And I would beg and plead, oh, I'd get the little Lego wish book thing, and I'd be like, oh, I sure wish I had this one, Mom and Dad. Oh, boy. But like at that time, I think it was like $45, which today would be a $90 set. Mm-hmm. And there was no way that they were going to dump the money on that. But for the longest time, I wish Actually, I in $1976, that. that would be 2400 It would probably be like bucks. 80 It was probably like 83 no, maybe 81 82 somewhere around there, I think, when it came out. I'd have to go back and look, but man, I wanted that. And that was one thing that they were just like, nope, nope, you're never going to get it. And I just always wanted that. So stops asking. I know. Matthew, did you have something? I had a couple of things, actually. One was that G.I. Joe uh, aircraft carrier. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, it, even I understand you don't spend $125 on a toy for a kid. I'm probably going to break it. By the <laughs> way, I think I just bumped my mic and it went clang. That's all right. But uh, the other one was um, Micronauts. Oh, I remember those. I talk a lot about my cousin Elwood, but I almost never talk about my cousin Travis, who lived further away. Travis had the really excellently cool giant Micronaut ship mm-hmm. that would break down into, you'd have like, some of the pieces were toys, some of the pieces were action figures, some of them were little handguns that you could pew pew and shoot things at each other. Yeah. I could never get Micronauts because they were a little spendier than like the G.I. Joe's. But I always really coveted Travis's giant Micronaut ship because it kind of looked like the Millennium Falcon, only with these cool things that would break off and be auxiliary toys to play with. Yeah. Those are, like, way cool. Rodrigo, what about you? Um, we've we've talked about before about, like, the kind of the differences uh, from uh, between a, a Mexican childhood and an American childhood. And, right. Uh, Certain cartoons from other countries hit really big in Mexico, and one of them was what is out here generally known as Saint Seiya, but also largely known as Knights of the Zodiac. And they had these action figures that were smaller than your average action figure, but they came with a like die-cast metal armors that mm-hmm. um, had a stand, and like you know, th- these were based on like Zodiac signs. So you had like. Leo and it was like this lion thing and you would actually pick it apart uh-huh. and put it on the character and it would be like this suit of armor. Oh cool. They were ludicrously expensive uh imported from Japan I think mm-hmm. uh, directly and I, a lot of my friends had 
you know, the one that their parents finally got them for Christmas or yeah, they yeah. scrounged up and got. I never got one because I think my parents were actually sensible people and they were like, <laughs> no, we are not paying this ridiculous amount of money for this toy. And, you know, I, I don't really fault them for it, but that is like the one thing. Like, I never had one of those. Yeah. And it's like, oh, I never had one of yeah, those yeah, kind yeah. of things. I mean, it's 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 weird. It's kind of like another weird take on like the transformers thing where like you know you had a truck or an yeah. animal or a dinosaur or whatever and yeah. turn them into a robot this is like right a, a, an animal that turns into a suit of armor that you can then put on another toy right right it right. was it was real it was real super cool <laughs> but i never i never actually managed to ever get my hands on one i'm surprised no none of us has said transformers i never thought saw the appeal of gobots or transformers myself oh i i had transformers i love them uh one of oh, my yeah. friends i had was, tons of them i just i never got the appeal of transformers mm-hmm. One toy that it was like a, just a my grandparents blessed their hearts, you know, never spent a lot on on birthday presents. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they got me these toys that I still have two of them today, one of each color. Were these uh, Tommy T O M Y or Tommy wind up robots? They're just these little, I don't know, two oh, inches high. Nice. You wind them up and oh, you just and let them like, go, and they go. Yeah. And they got me like a set of six of those, three of the orange and blue, three of the red and blacks, one year for my birthday, just as kind of. Oh, hey, it's your birthday. We got you these little wind-up robots. Yep, my sister, for her birthday. Oh, hey, it's your birthday. Here's a new car. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Seriously? Actually, it wasn't a new car. It was a used car, but well, still. still. You know, $12 of wind-up robots or a $700 car, whatever Stephen it was. Stephen always suspected that he wasn't the favorite. Oh, no, I know I'm not and the it, favorite. And it was, and it all coalesced when his grandparents actually tried to drown him on his <laughs> birthday. <laughs> I I don't know what something triggered me to look this up on eBay and now I can find these little toys cuz you know mine the wind-ups don't work anymore they're frozen uh-huh. they're yeah. they're frozen up just... 9 bucks for these things now on eBay nice. and back in the day they were probably like 50 cents a piece right. in fact I think I remember mm-hmm. my grandparents would always leave the sticker of the price of the presents so <laughs> you knew how much their love nice. was for you I love my parents grandparents <laughs> they're dead now but <laughs> that's all right um, well who's not <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I just might have to go back and buy a couple of these. Two inches tall from 1978, my eighth birthday. Yeah. My parents that year got me a stamp collection, and my grandparents got me some wind-up wind robot. robots. I would have, I, I got to say, I would have gladly taken those wind-up robots. They are the awesome. I've got one in my office. Next time you come I by my office, it's cool. I've got one in my desk drawer because I pull it out for this project that we do. And my parents were really into these guys that I think used to like come into in cereal boxes and stuff. Where yeah. like they would have a weight <laughs> on them. Oh yeah, yeah. And you would set them on a counter, and they would like walk towards the edge yeah, of yeah, 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 yeah. the thing as the weight pulled yeah, they, down on them. Yeah, and and like they would they would like paint them. And stuff, and I, I mean, it was really like the amount of work that they put into like painting them and making them look cool that I think they were into. But they they really liked them. Cool. Any other final thoughts on toys before we exit the show? Um. Yes. Yes, I have. Okay, go ahead, Matthew. Come buy some at Gatekeeper Hobbies <laughs> on Tuna Gauge. To be- <laughs> And, you know, we're going to have to start charging him for every time that we mention that (laughs) shop because we've proven that we can drive people to the store. Yes, we've proven that we can drive one person that needs to be driven by someone else. From Lincoln, Nebraska. Uh, Yeah, I guess that's true. But I think my, my, my peanut butter story makes a point. I had $8. Yeah. It cost $8. I brought it home. Molly and I played with this little flash action figure that night. She's like, Daddy, can I play with the toy? I'm like, sure. She's like, is it my toy now? I'm like, I don't think so. <laughs> That's what Mason does but too. She has, you know, she has Super Superman and Wonder Woman and Batman and Batwoman and Wonder Girl. She has these toys and these action figures that, you know, we play with together. At one point, one of our favorite games was a, a friend of mine had given me just a bunch of junk. Yeah. It was like a knockoff of Castle Grayskull, and inside it had like a two X-Men figures and two G.I. Joe figures and a Rock Lord and a Transformer, the thing for the Fantastic Four, and two Donatellos. <laughs> and we had that on the porch, and we would go out and we would play, and she'd have that castle, and she would decide that somebody was a prince and somebody was locked up, and the Turtle Boys were monsters, and to this day she can't stand the Turtle Boys. Turtle Boys were monsters, and then the thing was a, a handsome prince who was turned into rocks. 
And, you know, we just took all these different characters and chucked them together and did whatever the heck we wanted because that's what she wanted to play. Yep. I think if you, you know, as we grow up, it's easy to go, well, these are toys and dare for children. And I'm going to be grown up and spend all my money on uh, stuff for my car and a big computer. All right. There's no reason you can't just go buy yourself a flash action figure because it looks cool. Yeah, exactly. We are all geeks at heart. Good Even words. the normal people are. Good words mm-hmm. to leave this week on the show. Thank you so much for joining us for this edition of the Major Spoilers Podcast. Ooh, or if so you much didn't fun. join us, you suck. Yeah, Matthew always used to say, I didn't know I was coming apart. That was one of Matthew's <laughs> lines. That was one of Matthew's great lines. And now in you have reminded him. <laughs> I know, so he'll be doing that anyway. <laughs> so join us uh, together. <laughs> join us Thank on Tuesday. Are. We're going to be talking about Batman, Gotham by Gaslight. Uh, not the first, <laughs> I mean, it's the first Elseworlds book, but not the first Elseworlds book to have the uh, imprint Vampire Elseworlds on Batman. it. No, not Vampire Batman. That's Red Rain. This is Gotham by Gaslight. This is oh. uh, Jack the Ripper Batman. So we're going to be talking about that on the next Major Spoilers Good podcast because we know that you that. love comics and we do too. And we will talk with you next time. Amish Superman. <laughs> If you have any questions, comments, topic ideas for future shows, or would like to sponsor a show, send an email to podcast at Majorspoilers.com. Visit Majorspoilers at Majorspoilers.com and be sure to check out the Major Spoilers forum. You can also follow Major Spoilers on Twitter at twitter.com slash Majorspoilers and on MySpace at myspace.com slash Majorspoilers. Fat the X-ray vision of a Superman I could save a few bucks and stand around And read through the covers of the comics on the stand But although every other page would be backwards I suppose I could still read the evens and the odds Well I don't know Guess I haven't thought this all the way through Plus as soon as the comic book store guy knew He kicked my butt out on the corner What a major spoiler What a major spoiler Think about a better way If I was hulking green or gray I could just bust through that brick wall Take their comic books away But then the little meat would deal With all the tanks and bombs and guns Have you ever tried to read a series With all that going on Guess I need to rethink this plan How would I back and board my comics With such huge hands Guess I already told ya What a major spoiler What a major spoiler Yeah, yeah, yeah what a major spoiler, what a major spoiler. If I'm Stark Raven, rich like a man of iron, I might not be surprised to find that I might actually have the heart cold to follow an entire storyline. Would I really even need to read upon all those escapades? I mean, who needs such distractions when your sister's such a babe? But the downside is such a beast. Being shot up in a fun bee in the Middle East with a king sign throwing soldier. What a major spoiler What a major spoiler Yeah, yeah, yeah What a major spoiler Whoa, 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 whoa What a major spoiler Major Spoilers Podcast Copyright 2010